It's true. Refugees from the seven banned countries have not yet killed citizens in the United States. But Americans have been gunned down and blown up in Yemen, tortured and murdered in Iraq, burned in Libya, jailed for their faith in Iran, assassinated in the Sudan, raped and beheaded in Syria, and stoned to death in Somalia, all in the name of Islam. Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Reza Saf, and welcome to our new podcast, Islam and Politics. Let's just jump right into it. There is a line drawn in the sand in the American society today, dividing America and the American people. On one side, people are learning towards a one-world system where all people and all religions are accepted and protected, where there are no borders, no principles, and everyone, including criminals, are welcome. <laughs> On the other side of this line, you find people who respect a value system that is shaped by Judeo-Christian principles. The far left has crossed the line of intellect and soundness, and they are suggesting ideas that would endanger the lives of the American people and the future democracy of this republic. On this first episode, let's discuss the widely unpopular executive order set forth by our president, President Trump, uh, banning Muslims from all these seven nations, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Somalia, Libya, Yemen, and Sudan. Again, refugees from the seven banned countries have not killed and destroyed here on our turf in America. But yet in their own country, in Yemen, for instance, they've tortured and murdered. In Iraq, they burned people. In Libya, jailed people for, uh, for all, for their faith. In Iran, they have assassinated so many. We just made a movie about that, about the persecution of the church in Iran. In Sudan, they've raped and beheaded. In Syria, they've stoned to death and burned people to stake. In Somalia and other places, all in the name of the God of Allah and the Sharia Islamic faith. Let me just talk one of these countries. Let me just pick on one of these countries, Iran. Uh, you know, I am from Iran. I was born and raised till 18 years of age in Iran. My father was a Muslim scholar. Uh, he was a very devout man. Uh, he made me, I, as far back as I remember, I think I was five or six years old when my dad would kick me in the morning and say, hey, son, get up, time to pray. I had to pray in an unknown language, Arabic. Persians don't speak Arabic, we speak Farsi. By the way, the God of Islam only understands Arabic. So no matter who you are, what country you're from, you have to speak Arabic because that's the only language he understands. So I had to learn those phrases by heart, not knowing what I'm saying, and doing repetition, rituals, which is commanded, uh, and uh, I, I grew up in a very tight uh, family, a very tight spiritually, religiously, uh, fasted 30 days in, in a row in the month of Ramadan, not eating and drinking as long as the sun was up. Thank God when I got to Sweden, I heard the message of the gospel, and I got saved because up north of Sweden, the sun doesn't go down for six months. <laughs> no wonder there are no Muslims out there. But... Uh, Look at Iran. For the past 30 uh, plus years, 
Iran has been stricken with a disease, Islamic radicalism. It has literally destroyed and cursed that nation. Millions of people have fled from Iran. First time in the history of that nation that people are fleeing from their homeland because of the force and the persecution and the close society that this Islamic government has created. The regime of Ayatollah Khomeini has one purpose, destroy every ideology on this planet that contradicts the Sharia Islam. They'll do anything in their power by any force, by any means to accomplish that task. Now, you have to understand that these seven countries that there is a ban for a short term uh, for their people to immigrate to America. There is no vetting system. So our government has no relationship with these governments, with Sudan, with Somalia, with uh, Iraq, with Iran. Uh, you know, I just spoke to one of our pastors in Turkey. He has been a refugee, uh, fled Iran for... Uh, uh, he's been five years now in Turkey as a refugee, doesn't have any status, cannot work, and they live there uh, in a very minimal situation, a very hard life. And he deals with a lot of refugees. He just told me the other day, he said, there was a refugee from Afghanistan, a Muslim man, and he asked him, he says, what's your situation? The guy, he says, he lied through, he lied his name, he lied about his... Uh, birth certificate. He lied about his background. And you know what? The United States of America accepted that man based on no vetting system whatsoever. That man could be a religious, fanatic, radical Muslim, and his goal would be to harm the American society. So I know what is ahead of us are going to be tough days. Why? Because the Islam of the 7th century that broke down with the fall of uh, Ottoman Empire in the 17th and 18th century, and it was dominated by the Western Europe uh, for, about, for the past two uh, centuries. Now that Islam was revived by Islamic revolution of Ayatollah Khomeini, 1979. And since then, more and more groups are joining that mindset. Uh, Salafi, for instance, we, we, will, we will talk about Salafi groups, uh, one of the most dangerous Islamic radical groups that are the majority of people in Saudi Arabia, in the Arab nations, in Oman, Qatar, uh, Bahrain, these Salafis believe, or Wahhabis, they believe that the true Islam is the Islam of Muhammad and three generations, or Khalif after Muhammad. Uh, Khalif Abu Bakr, Khalif Osman, Khalif Omar, and Khalif Ali, four, four Khalif. Well, for the Sunnis, they don't believe in Khalifat of Ali, so they consider three. Salafis believe that the world needs to be dominated by that system uh, through which the Islamic forces dominated two continents within 200 years after Muhammad's death. And that Islam is penetrating the West, penetrating America, 
and liberal mind and the left mind is allowing it to happen, and we have a president today that wants to stop it. So let us uh, uh, continue uh, with these thoughts. So I believe personally in this ban, I believe that uh, our president is uh, taking the proper steps. As a former radical Muslim, I would say these are the steps, and further than these, that has to be taken if America needs to be safe. If you want to be safe, these steps needs, need to be supported and installed and acted upon. That's what I believe. Well, thank you for tuning in. We will see you next time.